If you're a California conservative, a libertarian, a moderate Democrat, believe in common sense, or just a sane person, this is the political podcast for you. It's the California Underground Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of California Underground. It's been a couple weeks. We were on a little bit of a summer sabbatical, technical issues, and, you know, it's summer, whatever. Uh, we're allowed to take breaks as well, but we're all back together. The gang is back in the saddle with Dan. Uh, tonight, we are going to go over Newsom's new trend and obsession with these TikToks and these reels that he's been posting. He's trying to, like, spread the truth in his word. Um, and tonight, I have my trusty co-host with me, Cynthia. How are you doing, Cynthia? Doing great. Good to be back. And then I have the best uh, researcher, political researcher in the West with us as well, Camille. Uh, figured if we're going to be fact checking, it might help to have the best researcher in the West to be here as well to help us fact check. Well, thank you for having me on. Excellent. So before we get started, is there anything that you guys can think of um, right off the bat when you watch these TikToks that what's your what's your general sense before we hop into them? Because there's several we're going to get into. But what's your general sense of these TikToks when you see them? Cynthia. Oh, OK. I was going to let the guests go on first. Um, well, first and foremost, just some general thoughts. I did think it was hilarious when Newsom, you know, started to post on true social so he could speak his truth. Um, and then as far as like TikTok also, my whole criticism with Republicans as far as branding and messaging is like regardless because like we're in politics, so we're in the bubble, right? But like for people who are not in politics, they don't think as deeply about these things. They just kind of see like what they see. Um, I will say on the state legislature side, like the assembly and the Senate, their content has been really great. And so I give kudos to like whoever handles the comms up there in Sacramento. Uh, but for a while before that, um, it sucked. It wasn't the best. It could have improved. Like for the Democrats, even if you look at their TikTok, it's like high quality stuff. Like they have like professional cartoonists and do all that stuff. And they're always like on the trends and stuff. Um, so for Newsom, like even like for the recall stuff, like with all these past two years, like it was just really annoying kind of seeing him drive the narrative. But the reality is like he was doing what he was doing. And even like if you take some time and go on like his comments, like seeing all these like younger people thinking he's attractive and stuff like we could sit here all day and talk all this smack. But the reality is like he's turning votes. He's giving like what the people want and stuff. So I just think it's entertainment. Um, and he knows what he's doing and he knows, in my opinion, like, I think we all know, like he wants to run for president someday, but when I saw that he got on true social too, like my whole thing is he, he knows how to read the room. Like he knows what he's doing. Like he knows that there's people that are just tired of the fighting on both sides. Um, he knows that there's Republicans that are also disillusioned with the party. And so like, even though like, obviously we're going to be debunking all of this stuff but i just think he's smart and he knows what he's doing and you know he's just trying to do what he needs to do for his political future so those are just my own thoughts about his content his audience loves his content i mean if you read the comments they're very positive comments like yes that's my president there's a lot of that but yeah i was look i was looking at before and it's like that's my president oh he's so handsome i'm like what 
course. Yeah, this is why I this is why I love you. This is why I voted for you. You know, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, it's a lot of like that's my future president, and it's like, oh god, these people are. Well, I actually saw one comment today that I I was like, what? Somebody said, I love how he just speaks facts and truth, and he doesn't gaslight anybody. And I'm sitting here going, what? As you know, <laughs> 20 minutes before we're going to go on live and pretty much go over how that's all he does is gaslight. So, with that said, let's hop into it. Let's pop this screen in here. Uh, give it a second. Hopefully, come on, computer. There we go. Okay. So, I guess we'll just start with the first one and we'll just kind of work our way through that um, one by one because he, he, this is sort of recent. If you go back and his TikToks, it's more like COVID stuff and him getting his fourth booster shot. But his like truth TikToks are more recent. So we'll start with these and we'll kind of work through them. And um, for any of the longer ones, you can tell me to pause or we can just go through the whole thing and we'll talk about it afterwards. So this first one is what is this one about? He doesn't have a title on this one. Come on, open up. There we go. People ask, keep asking me why I'm calling out DeSantis and these Republican governors. The answer is simple. I don't you like can't take what's going on in this country. The last 50 years of progress, the rights revolutions being wiped out in real time by folks with a zest for demonization and othering other people. I can't take what these governors are doing state after state, attacking minorities, attacking vulnerable communities, threatening the Special Olympics with fines, going after the LGBTQ community. Saying if you've been raped by your father, you don't have the right to express yourself, deciding what to do for yourself and right over your own body. I don't like it. I don't like it. DeSantis, just the, the way he talked about Fauci, he could disagree with people. They're bullies. My mom used to wash my mouth out with soap if I talk like that. I don't like what's happening. Threatening people if they come to California for reproductive rights in states like Texas, like bounties. I mean, it's a serious moment in American history. So. Why I'm doing those ads and it's because I can't take it. I got to sleep at night. It's not because of any ambition. My ambition literally is to be judged to have lived in this moment and not to regret having not met this moment. And so on climate, on energy, on trying to take responsibility uh, to you know leave this world a little bit better place and to go after bullies my entire life. I don't like bullies. I don't like people that other other people. I don't like people that demean other people. And, and I just, that's being celebrated in American politics today. And you've got to call it out. DeSantos is the worst of it. And these other guys, they're right there. And forgive me, I, yeah, I'm naming them because we have to. And I think people need to understand what's going on in this country. And there's too much at stake. So California will play its role. We'll do our part. And that's all this is about. So if not you and if not Biden, who can pick up the mantle of that outrage against the bullies? Oh, I, I think I don't know that there's been a two-year period in modern American history that's been more effective than the last two years with the Biden administration across the spectrum. In terms of policy. It's a master class. A master class. A master class. And yet Americans don't seem to know it. They don't need it, but they'll feel it. They'll experience. They'll be the beneficiaries of it. And I'll tell you, there's a guy. They might be, but they might not vote that way. Doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you'll be judged for the things you did, not the things you said. Joe Biden can sleep better than any modern president what he's accomplished in the last can't take what's going on in this okay 
Okay. It's so hard uh, to watch these things and not and have a, a maintain a serious face throughout it all. <laughs> that, there's a lot to unpack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's all. That's a whole two minutes of. Remember, he speaks facts and truth. He doesn't gaslight people. Um, but that was a master class in gaslighting, I would mm -hmm. say. Uh, who wants to start? Anybody want to jump in? Anything stood out to anybody that they want to jump in and comment on right away? The one thing um, I will point out is he, he talks about this whole thing, and he kind of brings it up several times in these TikToks. We'll see him again and again is this whole notion of like, if you've been raped by your father, you can't have the choice to get an abortion or what to do with your life. Um, I haven't seen any law on the books that, that prevents that or in cases of rape or these exceptions, I haven't seen that. Um, but I feel like that's something that he kind of pushes out there. It's, it's one of those extreme arguments that he likes to push out there as if that's the majority of cases. When it comes to abortions in red states, um, but it does seem like that's one of the suspect claims. Uh, what about you guys? Anything jump out to you in this first video? Well, jumping well, off, of, <laughs> jumping off of what Phil said regarding abortion, less than two percent of abortions account for rape and incest, as it is. But we're continuously using this argument that we need to protect the women's rights who were raped and an incest and everything, but we're never talking about going after the rapist and the fathers in these cases. And Gavin is the biggest, you know, wants to free all the criminals as it is. Why are we not talking about locking up the rapist and giving them, you know, prison for life? They, I mean, in my opinion, a rapist has no, there's, they just, they can sit and rot in jail and like, you know, if they want to let God deal with them or whatever, but they're never, they never should be a part of society again and yet here we have gavin who you will see him call out alabama regarding prisons in other videos it's like he he doesn't even want he wants to decriminalize all these people but yet say the baby needs to be aborted the baby needs to be aborted but in this video he doesn't like people who other other people he's the biggest hypocrite he's the biggest otherer of others you know mm. he's the biggest you can't do this you can't do this you can't do that and so this, like his whole thing is just, he's a hypocrite. And then I don't like bullies. DeSantis isn't allowed to call out Fauci, but yet he's a bully calling out DeSantis and Abbott. Again, a hypocrite. And what I thought was funny too, like the, he spent two minutes talking about like, it's wrong. We shouldn't be calling names and words matter. And, you know, I can't stand bullies. At the end, he talks about his own side. And, you know, the reporter asked about, you know, things that Biden said and like, and then at the end of it, just to kind of put a, a nail in the coffin, he was like, yeah, people don't remember what you say. It's about what they do. It's like, you just spent two minutes talking about what, what the Republicans were just saying. So which is mm -hmm. it? I think it is a fact that Biden can sleep better than any other president in history, because when you're half dead, you're pretty much sleeping. So that, that's a fact. I give Gavin props for that fact. Yeah. Well, when you're, you know, a thousand years old, it's easy to fall asleep at night because you need 12 hours of sleep a night. So oh, yeah. he talks about like this demeaning and I don't like to other people, but how many times in the past two years, 
between COVID and the election, have we seen Gavin Newsom and people, Democrats, California Democrats who are lower on the rung of power, do the same exact thing that they are saying, which is they call people who disagree with them anti-vaxxers. They are Trumpers. They're anti-science. They don't get it. They're these evil people. They're fascist. They are, uh, you know, their hero is Trump, who was an insurrectionist. It's always like they're pointing out to the other side, like, oh, look at these people over here. This is why things are so bad in California or they're so bad in America is because there's these evil people out here, these evil people who don't agree with our agenda. And we should all point fingers and say they're the evil people. And it's fitting that especially after tonight with uh, Biden's uh, speech we were talking about before we came online, the one that looked like he was either in Nazi Germany or in the new order of Star Wars, whichever villain you want to choose. He spent his entire speech othering pretty much half of America, anybody who voted for Trump, making them sound like they're the horrible people. They're the ones who live in lies. Um, and, and that's all. And he, he basically goes, everything that's wrong in America is because of these people. And that sort of rhetoric is so dangerous that they we've gotten to a point where politicians are going, things are bad because of those people over there. And to me, for him to go, oh, you're a bully and I, I don't like othering people. That's all you do is other people. That's like your whole thing. Your whole shtick is othering people and blaming people for everything that's going wrong. And I'll just say like a general point too. It's like one thing for us as commentators and just voters in general to criticize politicians. I just think it's a whole other level. Um, you know, when you start demonizing the actual voters um, especially people that, you know, are everyday people that aren't public figures um, will definitely go down the rabbit hole for other videos. But Newsom's pretty much has done the exact same thing. I, I genuinely feel like he just demonizes people like the everyday voters that happen to disagree with him on policy makes them feel like they mean nothing and that their voices don't matter. Mm -hmm. Which is what a bully yeah. would do. Sorry. Yeah. And. and yeah. This is our, I guess it's this fallacy that the left likes to bring up where they say, oh, I'm very inclusive and I'm not someone who bullies or other people because I support this group. For example, like they can say, I support LGBTQ plus I to spirit, whatever. So that makes me a good person. And that means I don't other people, but that's not how it works. You can't just say, well, because I accept this minority group, I am therefore a good person and I don't other people. And when they do that, other it, it just, they try to kind of play this game of like, I'm super inclusive because I, I support this one tiny group. But when it comes to 70 million Americans who may have disagreed with me or the president that I voted for, those people are bad and I'm allowed to other them. So uh, there's a lot to unpack here. Is there anything else before we hop into the next one? Any final comments on this one? This is like a, this is a clip from an interview. If people on audio can't see, this isn't one of his like truth 
uh, whatever he was doing. This is like a clip. And I think they asked him, it was all about whether or not he was going to run for president, which he's doing his best to pretend like he's not going to run for president, but we all know he's going to run for president, whether it be 24 or 28. So, and he's donning the, the cool baseball cap to make him look like an everyman. Um, also, how much do you think the bar of soap cost that uh, his mom used to wash his mouth out with soap? I would say it's probably pretty expensive soap, knowing his upbringing. Oh, absolutely. The most bougie soap out there. <laughs> it's not so it's not like Irish spring soap that you buy at the, the pharmacy. It's probably like the soap you buy at I don't know, the name a fancy market. store. Yeah, Whole Foods. there you go. Whole Foods, like like fancy hemp soap or something like that that's ten dollars a bar or something. Um because he's bougie. And he's trying to be an everyman, but it's not working. All right, let's hop on to the next one. And what's this one about? Oh, this is about education. Oh, this should be I like good. this one. Mm-hmm. This is going to get Camille all riled up. Hey, everybody. It's Governor Gavin Newsom back here together in search of the truth. And the truth is you're being misled, dare I say, being lied to. You know, red state governors, they, they talk a big game, don't they, about providing parents with education choice. But when it comes time to, well, walk the walk, they're absent. Let's take a look at how one state, in particular, just as an example, Alabama chose to invest versus what we did here in the state of California. Both California and Alabama received substantial amount of new money from the federal government. Alabama spent hundreds of millions of dollars of that federal money, 400 million to be exact, two super sized, no investment in kids, no investment in real choice. California, on the other hand, has spent our federal money, invested it by giving three and a half million kids college savings accounts, giving them real choice of academic future, giving them up to $1,500 in these accounts. Alabama chose to invest in prisons and punishment. California chose to invest in education and the future. That's the California way. America, it's time to make your choice. Hey, everybody. Well, now it just keeps repeating. That last line, America, it's time to make your choice. That sounds like a presidential slogan to me, doesn't it? That doesn't sound like something a governor of a state would say. It sounds like you have a choice to make, and the choice is Newsom. Um, also, Trina Sowers Atkins, the second comment says, yes, Mr. President, hands up. So, <laughs> Camille, I know education is near and dear to your heart, and I know you're chomping at the bit, so I'm just going to let you loose on this one, because I'm sure... Oh, my gosh. On this one. I have so much to say. Can you hear me? Oh. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. First of all, Alabama has just under 4.5 million people. California has just under 34 million people. Uh, Percentage wise, we have about the same percent of K through 12 ages students and college students with 21.6% of the population of Alabama being K through 12 ages and 6.9 being college age. Uh, In California, 22% is K through 12 ages and 7% is college age. So the percentages are about the same while the populations are different. Um, the, the funds he's referring to, I'm getting an echo. Okay. 
The funds that he he referring to is these COVID relief funds. And we all got, all states got billions of dollars. And Alabama is investing 400 million into two prisons. And they are also investing, hold on. Um, they are also investing 70 million into K through 12 education, health and wellness, and uh, a million into pre-K virtual learning, um, 16 million for public universities, 20 million for independent college programs, 27.3 million for community colleges, and 50 million for colleges and universities. Did I go away? No, you're, no, you're, you're still here. Okay. I'm just okay. I'm marveling so, at the numbers. So, um, California, what he's talking about is that they are giving up to, not not everyone, $1,500 to college students. But, uh, of course, you have to apply for this. And let me see. There's a, uh, I have some info on this somewhere for this program that is mostly for who, who is eligible for, Cal, for this Cal Kids account is what it is. Um, it's, you know, usually the minority communities and the underfunded communities, of course, are the ones that are eligible. You do not have to be a California. Um, you do not have to be born here. You do not have to be a legal citizen to apply for this. So these three and a half million people, college age, all they have to do is come here and apply for this money. Wow. That will go for, you know, not the people like me, who isn't considered low income, but is about to have like in the next few years, I'm gonna have three kids college age. Wow. Um, so all that stuff is is you were listing out a bunch of stuff. That was all for Alabama. That's what they were investing in. Is that what they're Yes. I mean they have a ton of other investments too, but he liked to he left out those facts that they were investing in college and K through twelve education. And then he just points out like, but we're giving illegal immigrants a bunch of money to go to college here and then vote for him for president, basically. Yeah, and $1,500 doesn't seem, considering that $1,500 and what, you know, we were talking about uh, student loans in the UCs yesterday. Uh, what was it? $30,000, $30,000, $40,000, $35,000 a year to go to one of these UCs. Um, $1,500, I guess, is supposed to be a substantial amount of savings for kids or. I mean, I feel like that's not that that much money to give to kids if they're talking about investing in the future. Well, and it's up to not everyone's even to get that. It's just up to fifteen hundred per. Like, so some will qualify for less, I'm sure. And how much of it do you think uh, this investment that he's doing is just going back to teacher unions, the the groups that are just ending up paying? for most of these campaigns anyway and it's just kind of getting funneled back like through the whole system a lot <laughs> <laughs> this... 
I don't know. Not necessarily a number, but just a lot would be probably the number. Um, I just, go ahead, Cynthia. Oh, no, I was just going to say the man, his biggest donor is the California Teachers Association, the biggest teachers unit in the state. And we were the last uh, state in the country to open up schools. We're 49th in the country for education outcomes. Um, like, I just think he's really the last person to talk about how California is doing better than other states when it comes to education in the country. Because mm -hmm. wasn't it just released today? Like, we're like the worst. We're way behind. Yeah. Yeah, but as long as you get to say you spend a lot of money on it, it sounds much better. Right. And again, he's just anti-prison because criminals should be free to walk amongst us. So. This is a great screenshot. I didn't even do this on purpose, this snapshot of him the way he is right now. I feel bad for all the audio <laughs> listeners who can't, who can't watch it right now. Um, is there ever, and, and this is more of like a personal question to you, Camille, about you homeschool, correct? Yes. And you're, you're a proud homeschool parent. Um, do you get any help from the state or is it you have to do it all on your own? I do it all on my own. I was with a charter for a few years, but a charter is government funded. And there was a lot of freedom when I started. However, um, they slowly started, you know, they wanted, they were pushing vaccines and state testing and they pushed out even if I bought my own faith-based curriculum. So I quit because I, I want 100% freedom. So everything is out of pocket. Hmm. Um, and Cynthia, you were involved with uh, the, the push for school choice to try and get the proposition, which didn't make it, unfortunately, this time um, to get more school choice on the books didn't pass um that's another thing that like california doesn't want to invest in is school choice it's always public schools it's always it just goes to one place when they talk about all this investment correct that's correct, that's correct. and i and i think like the important thing for people to know too is the issue is not is not like a it's, it's not a it's a budget issue. It's not like a, because basically California, we have a lot of revenue. There's a lot of surplus. So the issue is not necessarily the amount of money that's going to the schools. It's about how we steward it. So the solution as far as like how much money should go here and where, it's not necessarily that. It's it's about necessarily. I So I think for me, it's more about like the transparency. That's not something that's available for the state. Hmm. Okay. Um, shall we move on to the next one? What's the next one? I feel like we're unwrapping like Christmas presents here. I don't, I don't remember what the next one is. They're saying Cynthia and I have lots of echo from Camille and Cynthia. Hey everybody. Um, it's Governor Gavin Newsom here again. We'll watch the video. I'll check the mic sounds. Thing. We all have this in common. That's the truth. And the truth is, every single night we turn on the TV, you see some of these loving governors, Florida, Texas, elsewhere, railing against vaccine mandates, particularly COVID vaccine mandates. But the truth is, every single one of them, led by Ron and Florida, are mandating vaccines for your kids in their states. You can't get into public schools in Florida without seven 
mandated vaccines. So my question to all of you, is that hypocrisy or is that just fraud? Hey, everybody. It's Governor Gavin Newsom. Okay, here. I remember again, this one. This was one about the vaccines. Um, and we're allowed to say the word vaccine on YouTube now because they just changed their community guidelines. You're actually allowed to talk about vaccines and masks now on YouTube. Um, so I, this was one that I did a response to. And you can only get into so much in like 50 seconds is why i kind of want to do this whole podcast to talk about a little bit more this was one where he said oh you have all these governors who say they don't like vaccine mandates but if you look at their sites they mandate vaccines so they're hypocrites but this is one of those he's not telling you the whole story he's gaslighting you into believing in what is this 42 seconds that there's some sort of a hypocrite when all you have to do is go look at what he's talking about. Yes, there are required vaccines for these states. Um, and if you go on my Instagram page, there's a reel about it and you can pull up Texas and Florida and they do require vaccines for public schools. The difference is, is that these vaccines are for stuff like, I don't know what I'm trying to think of like normal childhood vaccines i'm blanking on them right now but if you go look at the list those are vaccines that have been around generally a long time there's been plenty of tests done on them however you feel about vaccines in general what have you what they're against is the requirement or the mandate of the covid vaccine and that's where they're really having an issue and he's trying to say well there's vaccine mandates, but they don't want to mandate the COVID vaccine, which was something Newsom wanted to do through executive order. He wanted to mandate the vaccine for all students in the state. Um, it eventually didn't they didn't fall through, come through. But that was his stance is that you should mandate every single child going into public school with the COVID vaccine. Thoughts? Well, like you pointed out in your video, he starts it out with the COVID vaccine and then they don't mandate the COVID vaccine. They have the option to opt out. All those states have the option to sign exemptions. California did away with those. So. Yeah, and for those that wanna do their homework as far as like the vaccine things for California, um, look up SB 276, SB 277. Um, we're in the position that we're in um, because um, most people didn't do what they needed to do. And I'll be very honest because we're equal we're equal opportunists here. Um, I, I definitely am anti-mandate for the COVID vaccine, but you know, my whole thing is like if people are against the mandate, I guess I think, I'm tr I'm trying to think of the right way to put this, but basically we're in the position that we're in, if I'm being honest, because most people didn't do what they needed to when we needed to. So for example, all this pushback, we had a very mixed bag for the California legislature. They just ended at midnight last night. And to be honest, there was some good wins for parents. Like we did see some vaccine bills get shut down. 
Um, and I give credit to those parent groups that put pressure on those politicians. Um, I think part of it was just an election year. There's yes. just a lot of things, but it was a it was a good win for that overall. I wish that there was this enthusiasm for those bills in the first, that we had a few years ago because we wouldn't be in this position that we're in now. So it's just kind of something that I've been meaning to say for the longest time. I mean, I'm, I'm great. I'm it's enthused, it's great to see people involved in this fight, but I wish that people were this enthusiastic back then because now as a result, there's families that are suffering. And I think it's also kind of astounding if we're gonna be nitpicky as far as certain vaccines. Um, I just think, you know, children suffered because of those two bills and because of like adults every day to day because it's affecting their, their job and whatnot. I just kind of think it's a little selfish that they didn't have that care back then before. Hmm. Like I just, it's something that I've been mean to say for the longest time. I know Camille, like we've talked about this too, but you know, if we're gonna, it's just something that I've been wanting to say for the longest time. I agree. And she said it here on this podcast. <laughs> she said it here. I was so. definitely an advocate. I, I had, I was collecting signatures for those bills. I've been an advocate of no vaccine mandates since I became a parent almost 17 years ago. Um, I'm not saying, ooh, woo's me, but I just, I, you know, as soon as I was pregnant doing my research, I had questions. I didn't, I didn't want these mandates and I've never wanted mandates. I'm not against vaccinations. Parents need to do their research. They need to talk to their doctors. I'm against mandates. So when you're talking about collecting signatures for this bill, what, what bill are you specifically oh, talking about? Sorry, back back with SB 276 and 277, which was like seven, eight years ago. Okay. And what were those regarding? Because that's longer than I've even been here in San Diego. So for people those who don't were know. regarding, um, gosh, now I'm going to forget the exact breakdown, but those were regarding the exemptions for uh, vaccinations religious exemptions, medical exemptions and whatnot. That's when they kind of started demonizing doctors who were signing the exemptions. And then they wanted to, I think SB 277 removed the parents and even the doctor from making the decision. It had to be like a government thing. Cynthia, you probably remember more because I know you've looked into it recently. Yeah, so basically um, one of those bills does remove like a, a personal religious and a medical exemption um that's you know what i what i know for a fact um so the so basically if a child wants to go to public schools they they don't have those exemptions at all hmm. interesting see even yeah and then uh, yeah and then uh carmen she has a comment too um she's right so the author of, of one of those bills sb277276 it's our favorite person on this program yeah. uh, dr senator richard pan yeah. um and then also too another personal favorite of ours of, on this podcast, um, Lorena Gonzalez, former assemblywoman. She she was an author of those bills too. And you know what? I had friends that actually went to the Capitol with those bills with their vaccine injured children, and thousands and thousands of parents did show up, and they all went up to the microphone. I listened to the whole thing for hours, hours all day. You know, I'm a parent of a vaccine injured child. I oppose SB 277, please. And they didn't listen. They didn't care. They literally were like, they just cut them off and voted. They already had it. They knew what they were doing. They were like, nope. They just, they didn't listen. I mean, and I'm talking, they were packed. The Capitol was packed. 
if people want to go down the rabbit hole, you should go look up that hearing because uh, Lorena, she used to be, she was very infamous and she wielded a lot of power because she was the chair the chair of the appropriations committee. So the appropriations committee, they are the ones that basically get to decide which bills go on the floor or not. So it was a very powerful position. Um, so if you, it is available. I actually did watch that that uh, committee hearing where a lot of families testified and whatnot. Um, and you can see why people thought Lorena was a bully and why she was disliked, um, just how she conducted herself during the meeting, um, you know, how she really didn't care what these families thought. So it is available. I, I did watch that hearing um, recently, maybe like a few months ago. So even if though that was a long time ago, you can look at it yourself if you want. It is interesting how Democratic politicians here in California have this odd obsession with making decisions for your children. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think they've been playing that out. And it, like you're saying, years ago, it may not been may not got on someone's radar. Um, but I think after COVID, I think it's gotten on a lot more people's radars, um, especially with a lot of like wieners bills. Like they're just they're just odd bills, like the whole minor consent to vaccines. Um, it, it's just a lot of bills where they, they it, they're basically saying as the government, we know what to do with your kids better than you do. And that's what's scary to me. But that's what they do with everything. They know what's better to do with our money. They, mm-hmm. they know what's better to do with our children, with our time. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the, that is the core philosophy of statism right there is that the state is all powerful and all knowing. Um, and then there's another comment on this video, president Newsom. So let's hop on to the next one. There's a couple more. Um, we can get through. Let's see. What's this next one? Well, this one's about the Salem witch trials. I love history. <laughs> Everybody. It's governor Gavin Newsom back with you with our universal pursuit to again, seek the truth. And the truth is why these red state governors that are preening and pretending to be about freedom, they're increasingly nothing more than just bullies. They're about power. They're about control. They're about zest for demonizing and othering vulnerable communities. And the irony is, the great irony, they're taking away your freedom, your freedom to make choices, to make healthcare choices, your freedom to speak, to speak openly even just this week what happened in florida they're going to deny doctors their freedom by arresting them and persecuting them for practicing medicine wake up wake up america this isn't salem in the 1690s this is america in the 2020s if they could take your freedom of choice if they could come after your doctor they're coming Everybody, we are literally still in a state of emergency. Um, wow, we're literally still in the state of emergency for COVID. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it? Isn't it SB 2098? I mean, let's just start with, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go ahead, Camille. I was gonna say, so go ahead. Wait, I, I'm sorry, is it SB or AB 2098? Doctors, AB, AB in California. Yeah. In California 
are now going to be demonized for their freedom of speech for speaking up and refuting science. Is that not demonizing freedom of speech and doctors? Is that not what he just said Florida's doing? We're doing it here in California, Gavin. You literally, did he, did it go to his desk? Did he just sign it today, yesterday? I don't, to mind, so, um, it, so it did pass the assembly in the Senate. It is one of the bills going to his desk. Um, I have not seen or heard anything yet if he has vetoed it or if he has signed it yet. But for me, if I had to guess, I don't, if I had to take a, like if I, I don't better gamble, but I personally don't think he's gonna veto it. So I do think he will sign it into law personally. Yeah, when he yeah. said that, I was like, this guy can't be serious. And and actually, uh, Don T, uh, one of the comments, dude is Mr. Gaslight. That's actually pretty nice. Um, and then somebody said, this is coming from a guy who has taken more rights away than any other governor. So I think some of these comments must have slipped through and his like uh, his social media team didn't bump enough of the comments or place enough of the comments. Um, but yeah, the, once he said that, and I agree with you guys, once he said that and it was like, isn't California trying to remove the license of doctors who are practicing free speech by telling their clients what they could or could not do. I mean, it's just flat out. And then healthcare decisions. I mean, let's not get into that. We were just talking about healthcare decisions. This coming from a governor who wanted to require every student, every private employer, every private employee to have to get a vaccination against their will to go back to work, to go back to school, to go back to do anything. So the state was forcing you to make your own healthcare decisions. I mean, this guy, it, it, it's almost like he's putting this fodder out there and we all know he's doing this because he wants to run for president. But someone didn't say, this may be a weak spot for you. Maybe this is a blind, blind side for you. Maybe you shouldn't say these things because someone else could construe this in the wrong way. Um, but that's I guess that's what the Salem witch trials were like. The Salem witch trials was... They forced the witches to uh, get inoculated and they weren't allowed to speak their minds. That's what the Salem witch trials were exactly like, according to Gavin Newsom. I was disappointed we didn't get to hear more about the Salem witch trials just now. That's, I was looking forward to it. I was misled. I thought there was going to be more on the Salem witch trials. Same. Misinformation. Um, uh, yeah, I should report this for misinformation. You said... Hold on, let me go click the report button for misinformation. We fact check this. This is not what happened at the Salem witch trials. Uh, all right, let's see what the next one is. Because we got we're still in the state of emergency, by the way. Oh, this is him talking about water. What you see behind me is California's largest reservoir, but it doesn't look like this. This percent capacity. Save water. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Not much to really say there, but like. Oh, no, there's lots. Your, to your say. party controls everything. There's a lot to say. Yeah, about okay. Camille, way. you got something to say? I have something to say. Okay. So, first of all, okay, we all ahead. have heard. We're, can you hear me? We're dumping billions of yeah. water into the ocean to save fish. Like, we've all heard about that. But, uh, Gavin and the Democrats love to push solar power, solar power, solar power. 
Uh, have you guys looked into actually what it takes to um, to make solar panels? What's the water required for that? Um, mm. So on August 16th, he actually he tweeted lower prescription drug costs, lower healthcare costs, lower energy costs, historic action to combat the climate crisis, more jobs, more tax credits for electrical vehicles, solar, electrical appliances, and more. A good day for America. So solar power systems require hundreds of square feet of semiconductors, and just one semiconductor manufacturing facility can use 5 million of gallons of water per day. That's the equivalent of 83,000 people. Um, one person uses about 60 gallons of water a day. And so that's the equivalent of 83,000 people a day just for one semiconductor. TSI Semiconductors is in Roseville, California. And if you look on Google Maps at their facility, you can see like big, you know, like water tanks on their property. TSI received over 5 million of forgiven PPP loans. Put your money where your mouth is, Gavin. So there was a lot to say about that. Always. In, in 15 seconds. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just going to say your party is in power. Nothing's stopping you. So when I, whenever I see like Gavin Newsom or anybody complaining about stuff like this in the state of California, I go, okay, so fix it. Like you, you have a supermajority. You're the governor. So fix it. I know he's trying to do the desalination plans. He's doing the brackish water. I don't know if they're coming online fast enough. Um, Again, if he's trying to run for president, it's not a good look that if you can't even provide water to your people. Um, so these are, but these are things that you look at and you go, okay, so fix it. What have you been, what have you been doing? And you brought up the solar panels. There was a good, I think it was an LA Times article, really interesting, about how we're coming up on about 10 years that solar panels have really been starting to like become in vogue, not since they've been around, they've been around for a long time, but since we've started to like require a lot more houses to have them and tax credits, but we're coming up on a point where a lot of these solar panels are going to run out of their use, meaning they're going to expire, which I didn't know solar panels could expire after like only 10 years. That seems like a short lifespan. Now, what you have to do is you have to properly dispose of these solar panels because they have enormous amounts of toxic material in them. Can't just go throw them in a landfill because that would poison the groundwater. So you have to get these companies who know how to recycle them. And I think there's only like one or two in the state of California that can actually properly recycle these. There's one in Arizona, literally on the Yuma border, just because they don't meet the requirements to come to California and help with the solar panels. But there's there's going to be like an enormous amount of solar panels that are going to just basically go offline. They have to be recycled. We don't really know how to recycle them. And it's just going to be an enormous environmental disaster of what to do with them. Um, I don't know. Maybe put them on a rocket and shoot them into the space. But like that's literally that's where we're at is we have no idea what to do with solar panels. Um, so, yeah, I don't know why I went off on solar panels. You had brought up solar panels, and I thought those we're pushing a lot of solar panels. We can't fill our reservoirs. Um, but you guys are in power. You have all the power. I don't know why you just don't fix it. So, 
he could he could sign executive order if he really wanted to because he's an expert doing that. Um, it's, so it's just posturing. It's annoying. Well, someone asked me. I had posted something the other day about I think it was reservoirs, probably reservoirs. I don't know. Yeah, it was about reservoirs. And a lot of people ask me the same question, which is, why won't they fix it? Because my comment was like, okay, so why don't we fix it? And my response was because you don't get as much traction and money and power if you just fix the problem. If you stand in front of a, a reservoir that is basically empty or a lake that's basically dried up, and you go, gee, guys, you know, the lake is really low because of climate change, because it's really hot out. So you know what we have to do? We got to enact all these different policies because of climate change. And we'll get there one day. We'll defeat climate change. This mysterious boogeyman will defeat it. So just keep giving us tax dollars. Keep giving us power. We'll eventually slay that dragon. Um, as opposed to them just going, oh, we should probably fill this lake up again. Okay. Well, desalination plants, we'll figure it out. Rainwater storage. Okay, we filled it up again. Problem solved. So that's just my feeling. You get a lot more traction out of climate change than actually fixing problems here in California, which is why California Democrats don't want to fix any problems. Everyone's in agreement. I see a lot of nodding heads. Okay, let's move on to the next one. We'll see if this is the last one. I'm trying not to sweat through my shirt right now. It's so hot down here in San Diego. Oh no, this climate is change. climate. Yeah, I'm going to blame climate change for sweating through my shirt. Oh, here we go. On my first day in office, I signed an executive order to put California in the path towards creating our own prescription drugs, and now it's happening. California is going to make its own insulin. Nothing, nothing epitomizes market failures more than the cost of insulin. Many Americans experience out-of-pocket costs anywhere from $300 to $500 per month this life-saving drug. California is now taking matters into our own hands. Budget, the budget I just signed sets aside $100 million so that we can contract to make our own insulin at a cheaper price, close to at cost, and to make it available to all. 50 million will go towards the development of low cost insulin products and an additional 50 million will go towards a California based insulin manufacturing facility to provide new high paying jobs and a stronger supply chain for the drug. Because in California, we know people should not go into debt to receive life saving medication. Okay. Um, On my first day in office, I signed an executive order to put California. Stop. Stop it. Down, down noodles. Oh, creating no. No. stop. Oh, drugs. goodness. And now it's he wants to tell us about his insulin again. I'm sorry. Now it's clicking all. There we go. California. Oh, geez. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Um, first of all, if you guys have any thoughts on this, because I have stuff to say, but I, will, I, I don't want to hog the mic. So I, just, you guys go ahead. I have a question. I have a question about this. How much water does it yeah. take to produce insulin? Uh, probably more than that was in that reservoir he was showing. So, 
Um, yeah, the thing about this insulin, and it seems like a hundred million dollars is a lot of money, but in terms of pharmaceutical drugs, like a hundred million dollars is not really that much money. And considering they want to only put fifty million dollars towards a facility that's going to manufacture all this insulin, doesn't really seem like a lot of money. Um, it, it takes billions of dollars to get a pharmaceutical drug to market. Um, one that's actually like approved that people can take and people can inject into themselves. Um, it takes billions of dollars to do so. So a hundred million dollars from the government is like a drop in the bucket. And it sounds great because he can say, we're going to produce all this insulin that's really cheap and affordable for only a hundred million dollars. And everyone goes, yay, that sounds so great. Look, he's better than market in free market and capitalism. Wait until like four or five years down the road when quietly they're like, uh, we had to up this budget to like $500 million and now it's a billion dollars and okay. Now it's $2 billion. And, uh, your uh, your insulin's only going to be five dollars cheaper because we got to make all the money back. Like that's what's going to happen. It's it's like the bullet train all over again. Um, so and his whole thing is, I, I can't take credit for this. This was a podcaster I was listening to. I think it was Good Morning Liberty, and they said this. There's always this fallacy of like, if the free market fails, then the government has to step in. Like that's always their go-to is if the free market fails, government has to step in. That's the only logical next step as opposed to just going, okay, this thing failed on the free market. Maybe someone can look at what they did and go, okay, I could do it better than that person who failed. I can learn the lessons from them and go on and make it better. Um, this will be an enormous boondoggle. We'll probably waste about a billion or two dollars on this. Um, and my guess is insulin will not be cheaper by the end of it. Thoughts? I agree. Cynthia? Yeah, I agree. Um, insulin, the insulin issue is not necessarily something I know too much about, but I trust you and your fact checking. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Same. Um, yeah. So keep an eye on this one. Uh, this one will definitely, and, and this is not just me saying this. This was, I forget what our, I think it was Cal Matters. Um, by the way, if nobody, if you haven't heard of Cal Matters, Cal Matters is an excellent journalism site. They, they're pretty, I would say they're pretty down the middle when it comes to reporting. They just kind of tell you what's going on. Um, if you're looking for a little bit more of a right lane, you can look at California Globe, but uh, Cal Matters was where I read this article talking about insulin and the cost. And they asked like experts and experts said $50 million is not that much money. I don't know what he's thinking he's building, but it sounds good. Um, that's all that, you know, insulin is insulin's expensive because they keep changing it and getting a new, Oh no, here's the, it's independence July. day. So let's talk about what's going on in America freedom it's under attack in your state republican Happy leaders July, they're banning books making it harder to vote restricting speech in classrooms even criminalizing women and doctors i urge all of you living in florida to join the fight or join us in california but we still believe in freedom 
freedom of speech, freedom to choose, freedom from hate, and the freedom to love. Don't let them take your freedom. Paid for by Newsom for California Governor. Okay. Yeah, to show the panel of Cal- of the beautiful parts of Calvary, not like the parts where there's like feces on the ground, homelessness, <laughs> crime, none of that, you know. No, uh, no, he had to show an aerial shot of the Santa Monica Pier, some mountains, <laughs> not Skid Row or anything like that. I appreciate one Sanchez eighteen who said I thought this was an SNL skit. Um, <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh. I'll open it. I'll let you guys talk first about this one. I'm sure it's the same sort of gaslighting he's been doing this whole time. Um, But jump in and chime in. I I just remember all the. No, go ahead. Okay, thanks. Like, I mean, we've kind of already broken down a lot of these same comments already. Uh, So I feel like there's not much new to add. But I will say that being a. very conservative person in California. I feel the love constantly from the Democrats. Don't you guys? The lack mm. of hate, you know, just yeah, like I you're feel. like you like wear it proudly on a shirt because you just know there's just love, you know. Yeah. Freedom Try from walking hate. into a Trader Joe's or a Whole Foods with a, a MAGA <laughs> hat on and see what happens. But you I can heard- walk into walk into a Trader Joe's with a California Underground shirt on, and you'll probably get some compliments. Um, subtle plug. Um, go ahead, Cynthia. You were going to say something. I just remember all the anticipation, like leading up to this, like all the me- the legacy media were like Newsom is about to drop an ad. Like I just remember all that. And then I was working, um, I was working at Adelaide on Fourth of July, so I remember actually writing about this and adding like the soundbite for the newsroom and stuff. But it was just, it was pretty hilarious. Like. I- I remember just laughing so hard just watching this. Um, but it just it was just hilarious, like freedom. And then he had to launch on 4th of July. Like he fully, again, this man fully knows what he's doing. Um, and it's, it's just kind of, I guess it's kind of amusing how like he just has all this, he just feels so emboldened. He has all this time on his hands, all this money to be able to just kind of do the things. It almost just makes me wonder like, is he in his own head? Like, does he realize how tone deaf he is? Or does he just have like his consultants, like Ace, just basically telling him like, you're awesome. You're on the right track. <laughs> Go for it. You're killing it. I'm old Slay. enough to remember the last three, fourth of July's when we were told not to gather and celebrate our freedom because it's dangerous. So I was yeah. also told here in San Diego County that it was dangerous by Nathan Fletcher. It was dangerous to step on beaches. Mm-hmm. Yep, it was dangerous to step on beaches. Um, it was dangerous to gather and watch fireworks mm-hmm. um, because the fireworks spread COVID. Um, mm-hmm. So, there, you know, but that was a lot of freedom going on those those mm-hmm. times. A lot of freedom, freedom to sit in your home right. and watch fireworks in South Dakota or Florida, wherever else and, they were celebrating. You know, they, they should all move here and live in tents for free. We'll pay them too. Absolutely. Uh, let's see what the next one is. Oh, my the favorite. I don't know if Ivaldo is still in the chat. Republicans all across this country. Do you have no common decency, respect, or even common understanding? Common the understanding. kids should not have one of these. This is an AR-15. This is a weapon of war, a weapon of mass destruction. But you're out there promoting and allowing marketing 
of these weapons of war to our kids supporting in celebrating gun manufacturers who put up advertisements like the ones you see behind me. These are cartoon skulls with pacifiers in them. His and mm. her pacifiers, cartoon skulls of children with pacifiers. This is what the right wing is marketing and promoting at behest of the gun industry in this country. The good news, if there's any, is that this ends at least today in California. I just signed a bill so the gun industry and those that are backing this industry can no longer market to our children. I didn't even have to do this. It's ridiculous. This law, by the way, goes in effect immediately because decent human beings, people decent common human sense, beings. know that we should not common be sense. allowing dusty common to sense. go on another day. To members of the United States. Okay. <laughs> I, want, I, I wish I, want, uh, I don't know if uh, I don't know if Osvaldo is still in the chat. Uh, if not, I, he would probably be blowing up the chat right now. Um, it would be lit. Know, it'd be lit. Osvaldo is uh, he's the uh, man behind the Triggerology Accounting's firearms instructor, um, and he could probably rip this to shreds more than I can. Uh, first off, the gun that Gavin Newsom is handling in this video is illegal in the state of California. So I don't know where he got it from. I don't know which of his security guards he pulled that weapon off of or which police officer he pulled that off of because that is not legal the way it's configured here in the state of California. You can't have this grip on the front. I'm trying to point to it like as if it makes a difference. I'm pointing down to Cynthia instead. Um, you can't have... A normal pistol grip on an AR-15. You have to have the dumb fin grip where you have to somehow reach your hand around and then do this, which some I don't know how that makes it safer because you can't get a good hold on the gun. Um, let's see. I'm sure I'm probably missing some other things. That's probably something about the stock that you can't uh, have in California. Uh, and also the fact that he takes the gun and he goes like this and he moves it right in front of the cameraman as he puts it down you are never supposed to move or point your your muzzle at anything you don't want to destroy that is one of the cardinal rules of handling a firearm so right there he, he first off he's handling an illegal gun he's not handling it properly um it's not a weapon of war. They don't hand out the AR-15 to the military. That is not the gun that they hand out. And it's not a weapon of mass destruction. Uh, unless maybe this was the weapons of mass destruction that Bush was looking for in the Middle East. And maybe that's what he meant when he went there. Um, sorry if anybody voted for W. Bush. I was not a fan of him. Um, and if we're going to start banning marketing to children... Are we going to stop allowing children to get video games, Call of Duty, any of these first-person shooter games, anything like that? Because I feel like those games probably do a better job of marketing than whatever the heck brand is behind him because I've never seen that brand before in my life. I have no idea what those little baby skulls are. So I do. Oh, okay. Camille, now, what are they? <laughs> So that's the funny thing about this ad is that this ad was from a company called We Won, W-E, 
is number one. And they were marketing a JR15, which is a more mm. secure AR15, smaller model, um, to be more secure for a child, less kick on the shoulder and stuff. And um, so that is, he's not holding a JR15, he's holding an AR15. And this company is based in Illinois, a very blue state. And so it cracks me up. Um, and it's not unheard of for children to own guns, I guess. That's an odd, like, that's a statement as he's saying it as if it's common sense, which he liked to say the word common sense and decent human beings in this entire TikTok. Uh, there's plenty of places where children are encouraged to get guns. They go hunting. They're encouraged to learn how to use, probably use a gun. They have smaller guns for children for that purpose so that they can own their first rifle, go out hunting or skeet shooting or whatever they want to do. Um, so his kind of like outrage as to like, well, they shouldn't be making guns for kids and kids shouldn't have guns. It's like, eh. I mean, if you want to raise them to respect the Second Amendment, why not? I think kids should have the ability to go get guns. You don't want them shooting a, a you know 12 gauge shotgun right off the bat and knock them on their ass. Um, you want them to handle something that's a little bit more up there, you know, you know up there for their their skill level. So that that was an odd statement to me. Um, thoughts, comments. Um, I took I wore my California underground tank top when I took my daughter shooting yesterday. There you go. Yeah, you sent me the video, so she looked pretty good. Like she get, she, she did. And you know, there's this common misconception that video games are going to teach kids to be all violent and everything, and not to throw my daughter under the bus. But there is a fear in handling and shooting a gun. And mm. she initially started with the 22, and then we rented a nine millimeter Glock, and she was apprehensive to shoot it. And we we encouraged her to, and she shot it, and she was like, I don't want to do that again. And of course we weren't like, you will shoot this, you will shoot this. But when he talks about this, it's not like little kids are just picking up these guns and being like, I am so brave and I'm going to go take this gun and just start shooting. And it's ridiculous. Kids are still kids. Mm -hmm. And the Democrat party too, they own everything. They own every single damn institution. They own culture. They own Hollywood. They like if, Blame your own side. <laughs> yeah. And that's the common refrain you hear, which is you have a lot of these gun to or gun hating celebrities like Dave Bautista, who's like, I don't think anyone should have an AR-15, yet he's in movies running around in camo with an AR-15, like pretending to be a badass. It's like, okay, well then stop doing movies with guns in them. You know, also Matt Damon. Stop having also stop having security with guns. Yeah, if you're so anti-gun, like Matt Damon is incredibly anti-gun. But didn't you make a bajillion dollars off the Jason Bourne movies? Like there were a lot of guns in Jason Bourne if I remember correctly. It wasn't just like karate and him had you know karate chopping people. There was a lot of guns in Jason Bourne. Alec Baldwin Alec Baldwin, another gun hating. So uh, this one was this, you know, this is just him appeasing to his base. Um, 
someone should tell him though that if you're going to run for president attacking the second amendment is not a good strategy it doesn't play well in those swing states there's a lot of democrats who own guns as well so this misconception that like every single democrat is anti-gun not necessarily true i have plenty of friends who are democrats they own more guns than i do they've had guns a lot longer than i have um they go shooting way more than i do um so there are plenty of two-way democrats out there so you know pretending like they're all icky and disgusting not a winning strategy for president all right it's been a little over an hour i think we've nailed it i think this was like the last one in his like tiktok truther videos um any final thoughts before we log off for the night um from either whoever wants to start not all at once don't jump in all at once i don't think i have any final thoughts don't don't vote for gavin if he runs for president (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't do that that's a great final thought cynthia He's going to echo that. Don't vote for Gavin if he runs for. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, not that. I, I mean, not that it matters because he's still going to win. But don't vote for Gavin Newsom for governor. In November. <laughs> yeah, that, don't vote yeah, for that, Gavin that, Newsom. That first, that first. Uh, you know, flip seats. Let's call him Let's out. Focus. Yeah. <laughs> I I'll say this. I do like the Republican nominee Brian Dalila. I think he's a great uh, conservative. He's on our side, but you know, God bless him. But I just the numbers aren't there. Newsom is just he's just un un undefeatable. Um, but you should still not vote for him. <laughs> yeah. Gap. Well, and I think I, I think think the final thing to take away from this, and I don't think anyone who's been in the chat or right now but anyone who's listening um you know they don't always get your all of your news or information from tiktok or these one minute videos um i mean i'm sure people who listen to this aren't getting their information from gavin newsom anyway um but likewise if people who are on your team and i'm putting in air quotes if they're on your team um put out a tiktok there's a good chance they're leaving a lot out of that TikTok and that they're not really explaining everything. Um, so just be careful because it's hard to make an entire nuanced argument about something as complicated as abortion or gun rights or education in one minute. So moral of the story is don't get all of your stuff and news from TikToks or Instagram reels or YouTube shorts. If anybody actually goes on YouTube shorts, um, do your own research and make informed decisions. Is that a good way to end it? Well, my entire life now from your TikToks now, I feel like I have to go fact check you. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's going to be a never ending cycle of just everyone being fact checked to the point of like, it should be, no, it should be. Never repost something without fact-checking for yourself, even if you trust the source. Yeah, and I, I've been guilty of it, too. I've reposted things, and I try to do my best to repost things or share things that I'm like, okay, I'm, I, I rely on this. I, I can feel confident in this. 
sometimes I've shared things and God bless my followers who call me out on. They're like, uh, that's not entirely true. And I'm like, damn, should have done my research. But, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you share it things. happens to the best of us. You should have called to the, the best of us. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it, it happens to the best of us. So with that said, I thought it was a great uh, podcast back after two weeks. Thank you to Cynthia and Camille for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Um, let's do it again sometime. I'm sure there'll be more TikToks in the future. I'm sure he's going to be putting out more TikToks. And there'll probably be a new spat in like a month or so. And we can go over those as well. Feels good. Awesome. So uh, before we end off, uh, Camille, where can people follow you? Because you put out good information and stuff like that if they want to find all your political research and your knowledge. Um, I'm mostly active on Instagram at Camille.Bethany. Awesome. And Cynthia, where can people find you? Um, you can find me mostly on Instagram and Twitter. So you could just look up my first and last name, C-Y-N-T-H-I-A. Last name is K-A-U-I. Awesome. Um, and as I always ask at the end of every podcast, if you like this and you think somebody else would get a kick out of it, just share it with one person. And that helps grow the podcast. That helps spread the word. If you think more people need to hear this, these type of conversations in California, you value these type of conversations it always helps to spread it and let people more people know about it so with that thanks for everyone tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one night Thank you for listening to another episode of California Underground. If you like what you heard, remember to subscribe, like, and review it. And follow California Underground on social media for updates as to when new episodes are available. 